Hey everybody, welcome back to the great and terrible American Horror Story. We're doing we're doing home invasion, gang. Get in the get in the van, dorks. We're going to commit a crime. No, uh, it's episode 2 of season 1 Murder House and it is home invasion and we uh, have so much to get through because if you thought they were setting up some great plates last episode, you're gonna love how they drop them on the ground. <laughs> you're just gonna, you're gonna love it. It's oh, impeccable. We immediately start with some like chronologically incorrect music. It's just oh, the hits don't stop coming. <laughs> nah, they don't. They do not. <laughs> oh, we should probably just tear into this because I feel like there's a lot there's to cover. Lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it starts up in the, uh, in the murder house and we just have a few, uh, I guess, yeah, back in, th- sorry, this is back in 1968. Yeah. I should really, uh, yeah, I have to chronologically anchor nope. us or else this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. yeah, so there's like a couple sorority girls, uh, getting ready to go to a, the Doors concert, I, I thought, guess. I thought the, it was like they were all like in nursing school and they kind of like dorming together in this house. You know, but you might be right that it's a sorority house. Maybe it is a sorority house, sorry. I mean, oh, I no, think it's I, a sorority I, house for a nursing school. Is that yeah, a thing? Uh, yeah, because, like, it's like a bunch of, like, the girls are going out, like, we're going to the Doors concert and stuff, and then the two nerds or ha- two nerd nurses are hanging back, you know? One of them's like, I got to look at uh, anatomy. And they're like, yeah, you're not looking at a penis, though. Ah, bada bing. And then they uh, go out to a concert. Mm-hmm. Um, it has... Like, no relevance. These two characters, the two girls going to the concert, as far as I know, they don't exist. <laughs> as far as I know, they're not real. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, and, yeah, so they do a thing between the two of them. Uh, like, they're just staying back to study. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, yeah, the two of them stay home. And a guy comes up to the door and is like, Hey, I've got blood on me. Let me into your house. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the oldest trick in the book, the old yeah. I got blood on me trick. I got blood on me. Let me into your house. <laughs> That's the old I'm wounded like, switcheroo. <laughs> yep. It's it's the horror equivalent of like a sexy lady being like, I'm all wet. Can I come yeah, in? Yeah, there's no like, reason for me to be here that you should know about me, but you know what? I'm here. Let's do it. Handsome pants, you know, but um uh, yep and yeah he's just like a guy with blood on him and he's like i'm hurt this is a nurse house you have to let me into nurse house and yeah. so they let him in and he she's cleaning him up and she's like huh i can't find a wound for this blood to be coming from which like hey you know what you're a bad nurse yeah. that's the thing you look for first is if someone's <laughs> bleeding you go Where's the source of that? <laughs> That's like step one. You don't wipe the blood away and then go like, all hmm. right, let's see about sealing that wound up <laughs> now that it's all clean. <laughs> Cleanliness is close to godliness, of course, you know, because speaking of as this is happening, the guy looks over and one of the, the girls has like a cross and he's like, you think Jesus will save you? Which is like a odd thing to say. And you already know this is going to bad, bad news. And then she's like, yeah, well, like, I'm already saved, you know. And then, yeah, the other nurse is like, um, hey, I can't find any blood. And then he picks up an ashtray and just, like, clocks her over the head, you know? I think both of them, right? And uh, 
Let's he see. like clocks one of them and then the other one like goes to tackle him and mm-hmm. he's just like, no, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to be tackled actually. And just kind of beats b- both of them up and like, I think ties one of them up and then just stabs the other. He murders both of them. Mm-hmm. It's unclear why. Um, he just felt like it, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'll say, too, like, without getting too into it, like, I, I actually did like this, like, kind of thing when it came out. Not this kind of thing. That's awful. No, but, like, I like the scene. Like, I thought it was, like, a creepy psycho. This is, this is totally my jam, this whole, like... I, I want it to be clear. I think there is presumptive knowledge from the listeners that if we ever say we like a thing in American Horror Story, we're not saying, like... I love murder. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. Let's let's see where he's going with this, you know. But um, no, I, I think <laughs> this a, guy, this guy, this guy and his ashtray have some great ideas in the free marketplace. Yeah, let's exactly. See what he's got. <laughs> let's hear him out, both sides, okay? Um, I mean, unironically, <laughs> later in the episode, we'll have people that do make that argument, um, and it's just as asinine then. Exactly. No. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, I thought I thought it was a pretty you know pretty creepy thing or whatever. I don't care for home invasion stuff, whatever. But and this is uh, my context was when I was watching this first. This is me doing the Homer Simpson. It's still good thing where like I actually like the show, and even though there's stuff <laughs> in this episode, is when I started to wonder like maybe this is not gonna be as good as I was hoping. I'm still like no no no, we're we're in it. It's fine. It's fine. But you know we'll see if I was right. Anyway, um. Now we go, we haven't had the title card yet, which I think this would have been a good spot for the title card, right? Start out with a little horror thing and then go from there. But American Horror Story is like, no, 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 we got more to do, you know? Sorry. So we're, we're, we're in modern times and strangely, like Tate is being, uh, evaluate, you know, having his therapy session with Ben, with Ben Harmon, which you're like. Wait, but I thought Ben tried to call the cops on Tate last time. You know what I mean for like viol- you know for like seeing his daughter and all that stuff and like why would why would he be doing why would he be doing therapy with him? Anyway, so they're doing therapy. Um and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like Tate's just like yeah, um Tate's kind of like being a like kind of like pushing Ben's buttons, you know, he's just like you know what I think about when I jerk off your daughter? And Ben's like, well, I don't, I'd prefer it if we didn't talk about this, Tate. And he's like, you know, um, uh, yeah, no, he's just like, he's talking about like, maybe like, she's like a, you know, she's like a virgin. She doesn't know sex and stuff. And then like, Ben is just like, I'd really like to not talk about this. And it's like, dude, you have other tools at your disposal. Like, get out or we're not going to talk about this or like, I don't get what the hell like this setup is or anything, you know, but um, it, it doesn't help that later on we see Ben doing more psychiatry work and, um, his method is, um, Joseph in the Technicolor dream coat. <laughs> it's like dream analysis. That's what he does, I guess, which not, re- not really the most useful thing, you know? No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you will, you will note that this is the second time in this podcast alone that there has been a therapist character who has resorted to dream uh dream interpretation in lieu of actual psychiatry um which leads me to believe that the writers of this show um don't know what psychiatrists do and then there were five calves three of them were very sick sick and weakly and then there were two that were healthy and full of life what does it mean ben (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I am just the book. <laughs> Cat Dreams 101. I remember the class in psychology school. That's, and you know what? I'm not going to fault the writers for maybe not having been to a therapist or whatever. But, like, you know what you do when you write? You do research. You ask somebody, you're like, do therapists do this sort of thing? What do you think of this script? And they'll go, no, what the hell, you know? But, like, not, not Ben Harmon, the world's most awful psychiatrist and potentially I, human being. Yes. The thing... I'm like eternally hoping for that I now know won't happen at least for like, you know, six seasons, seven seasons or so is that they'd have a psychiatrist character on there and it's like a core conceit that he is a terrible psychiatrist and like everybody <laughs> knows it. Like, I would love that. Just like, oh yeah, don't get psych help from that guy. He just interprets your dreams and then says jerk off less or whatever. <laughs> like, he's terrible at his job. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, like, uh, that's the thing, yeah, because then, like, um, yeah, so, like, Tay keeps going off about, like, banging banging Ben's daughter, bang Violet, and he's just like, whatever, Tay, and then finally he's like, well, you know, Violet said, like, you cheated on your wife, and, and Ben's like, that's a bridge too far, my friend, we're done here. Um, so, she leaves, and then all of a sudden, Ben has a phone call, uh, that he picks up and he's like, we had an agreement you wouldn't call. Cause it's, and the lady on the other end goes, but Ben, I'm pregnant, you know? Which, yeah, I'm glad that Liz noted my immediate question, which was like, I, that was like a year and a half ago, yeah. right? That was like, it was like 16 <laughs> months ago. They like, do they know I, they, how bad he formed? <laughs> do they not know? So, okay. So it's one of two things. Cause this will be a reoccurring issue. This, this specific episode is like the reason why we have this time frame of a year because it's it doesn't say explicitly in the last episode of what how exactly how much time is is because when Ben has his weird little temper tantrum meltdown about not having sex with Vivian it was October of last year it's been 365 days since you last touched me like <laughs> He gives the time frame, and and then he says he specifically frames it as being punishment. <laughs> it's for... been 465 days, Skinner Marie. Where's my pussy? Wait, anyway, sorry. So yeah. does so does that mean that like that implies he went back for more? Like he was mm -hmm. like, nah, you know, you caught me or whatever, but. I mean, I might as well. Oh, you know, I mean, I'm you already down worse, there. You know, it's like I'm like, you're yeah, already being yeah. punished. You might, yeah. <laughs> What are you gonna do? Be more angry? Oh shit, she's more angry. And <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Like... Divorce me? Oh god, a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's like extra frustrating is, um, and I have the same thing noted, but it, we might as well bring it up here, is that when we do actually see this character that is pregnant, um, she's not visibly pregnant, like at all. Like none pregnant. Um, right. So, oh God. Good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're she's in like the first point. two months. Yeah. Too. So it is yeah. like it is like early first trimester, um, which means that like either he got caught and they moved immediately, mm -hmm. um, which means his weird little meltdown is even stupider because he's like, mm, "Why you caught me cheating two weeks ago and you won't have sex with me?" <laughs> wing, wing. <laughs> Um, like, <laughs> like the way that they have added this extra like conflict in, uh -huh. only furthers like more it, confusion on every front. And and the thing is, like the the pregnancy like doesn't add anything either. Like it could absolutely have just been like, 
hey, you need to come back to talk to me. And then, like, he was conflicted because he was still into it or whatever. And that would be, like, a way more nuanced and interesting story. Yeah. But, of course, it's just like, hmm. I'm uh I'm 12 months pregnant, Ben. <laughs> also, uh, you cannot tell at all. I am physically not showing. I am carrying the baby it, in a metaphysical sense. Yeah, I have a I have like a, a multi-dimensional pocket in me. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so Yeah, um, I didn't even think about it. I, yeah, like yeah. the thing is they dropped the pregnancy thing so fast that like I totally forgot. I totally forgot Same, when they yeah. were interacting no, it's, that it's, she was supposed to be pregnant. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 like it's like a magic trick where like you don't look, so like the illusion is like, oh wait, now I see how they did it. They just fucked up with the time frame. Yeah, okay, you got me, David Blaine writers. You know, <laughs> oh my god, watch, watch. I, this might be a better show if David Blaine was a writer on it. If we're being honest, um, if David Blaine was an antagonist, yes. Absolutely. I would love to watch David Blaine villain as American <laughs> Horror Story. Yeah, but like you like Slowbeef said, like, um, it's weird that they tack this scene on because it feels like the natural place for the title card would have been after the flashback sequence. Like yeah. it feels weird that they shoved this part in pre-title card, but they do. Like it has a it's not even like a oh well maybe we should cut it here. Like, no, there's a very clear natural like space for the title card oh, there's that. literally a part where a guy stabs a lady who's tied down in the back like six times like he's like ah and it's like a very climactic action yeah, yeah that would have been a great hard cut to the title but no instead it's taking like, a weird little not virgin. to call this number but ben i'm pregnant it's like, <laughs> like, it's like just... yeah the real horror is the soap opera twist we have in store for you on american horror story like what are you doing Damn. and like truly it cannot be overstated how much I do not care if this woman is pregnant. <laughs> like, <laughs> she is, like the the fact that they brought her back in as a character, like this would become a recurring thing long term for them of feeling the need to add in characters that truly didn't need to be there, Dylan. And like <laughs> this <laughs> this lady just truly doesn't need to exist more than maybe any other character in the show so far, including Infantata. Like, it's... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's Infantata, though, we're gonna learn some shit about Okay, no, I'm Great. Joking, I'm I can't <laughs> wait to learn about the horror baby. <laughs> wait, you haven't caught on yet, even though we're only two episodes in, that the overarching theme is that pregnancy and baby scary. Because so far, all, everyone except for Violet so far is pregnant. Um, so far, <laughs> so but, far. You know, and takes, we have a baby uh, monster. So, and as the very skilled and knowledgeable gynecologist in episode one mentioned, a uh, woman's body is like an old house. Um, <laughs> welcome Evan to Murder Peters House. Kicks down the door and goes, Ben, I'm in preg. <laughs> 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 the real American horror story. <laughs> what do you think it's like to raw dog your daughter? You get out! <laughs> you get out! I just got a call from my mistress that she got pregnant. Which I, 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 so she like saved like a vial? I don't Either way. So they're at a skate park. And it's uh, a bit like underground. Violet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, a weird, like, underground warehouse that has a skate park in it, I suppose. Um, 
and she's hanging out with the mean girl who hated her and is now wearing a very big hat um, yeah. and sunglasses. Um, it's unclear why she's trying to hide it. And she has a big old Band-Aid on part of her face where she got slashed up. Yeah. Um, and and she's smoking. And that's the first thing is Violet's like, but I thought you hated smoking so much. And she goes, yeah, I got intact by Infantata. So yeah. like, I, I smoke now. I'm facially <laughs> disfigured. Like, you know, like from something like you did. Why are you asking me about smoking? You fucking serious? You're going to pull up dramatic yeah. irony now? Violet? Anyway. Yeah. And, and then she like has some white hairs on her head and goes like, I got so scared my hair turned white. It's real. And then she goes, Violet, do you believe in the devil? And Violet goes, no, I do not believe in the devil. And she goes, well, that's too bad because I saw the devil. Now my hair is white. And then they uh, go to another scene. I feel like this <laughs> is like, also, that this is, is still, <laughs> I get they're establishing that now they're like friends or have a relationship, but this still feels like the American Horror Story thing of like laughing at your own joke where it's like, that was the scariest thing this character ever saw, our monster. It's like, I don't know, it's like a. Big, big, big guy in a baby suit, really. You know, I mean, yeah. And <laughs> like, it goes the devil's saying. real, and it's a dude dressed like an infant. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. It, it totally goes without saying because it's American Horror Story that the acting is like truly a grab bag, fifty-fifty as to whether it's going to be good or bad. But I cannot mm-hmm. overstate that the acting of the mean girl, specifically in this scene, just like <laughs> the schlockiest. <laughs> D movie acting of I I saw the devil with my own eyes like truly <laughs> yeah. like baby's first acting role like oh, not real good. real CW moment if I do say so also yeah. you know it's frustrating because she's like like because Violet says something like are the are the are is it deep like meaning the cuts to her face and she's like yeah. I haven't told anybody. Like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm sorry. Like, not that I'm a doctor, but, like, you don't get deep cuts to your face and just, like, I'll just bandage that up. You know what I mean? Like, not even disfigurement, but that shit bleeds a lot. There's infection. You know, like, you can't just... Also, she claimed she was attacked by a girl who wanted her bag or something along those lines. And I'm like, She said she was attacked by, like, somebody on the street who wanted her, like, Prada bag. Yeah. Like a tweaker or something. Which, like... Attacked with what? <laughs> with like a baby mouth? <laughs> like what? Is- <laughs> yeah, and like you can tell what wounds are made by. It's pretty obvious usually. <laughs> right. It's yeah, exactly. And then it's just like this whole thing too of like she didn't tell her friends where she was going. Like yeah, I'm going to that weirdo's house because she says she has drugs. I'll let you know. You know what I mean? Like it's all very like. Very also, suspicious. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, I didn't tell my parents because I didn't want them knowing I was going to a house to get cocaine. But it's like, yeah, you lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what a teen, any teen would do there is just, yeah, I went there because uh, she we were going to work on a project. Yeah. And then um, she slashed my face with a fucking knife. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, this girl's already been shown to be insufferable, full of hate, and willing to act for her own ends. (laughs) Like, there's no reason she would be like, I just couldn't tell anyone. I was so scared of Infantata. Like, and the thing too is, (laughs) you don't stitch on Infantata. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. It just, like, this might be a case of they did such a bad job making the monster that, like, it just doesn't feel believable, but, like, 
That would be like someone literally like being attacked by a teen boy and then it gets hot swapped to like a chihuahua and they're like, oh my God, you don't know what I saw. It's like, <laughs> it was a chihuahua. What do you mean? My, <laughs> it's like, well, in my like religion, a particularly that's... mad dog, like whatever. <laughs> it wasn't a scary baby, but in my weird religion, that is exactly our Satan. So it was like weird, man, you know, but. <laughs> that's honestly fair um we um <laughs> we've discussed how awful this scene is oh, yeah. but for um for those who haven't been watching along this scene is 15 seconds long um and it's just <laughs> yeah. a lot of dog shit acting in 15 seconds that um doesn't further the plot in any way and just is a weird segue into uh the next scene which is now we're back at it, the house it, to me truly feels like the writers of the show like grabbing me by the lapels of my jacket and being like please you need to say the monster was scary <laughs> do you think the monster please. is scary yet do you think that it's scary i think they i think they thought is we forgot anything? about infantata and they're like we got to remind them about infantata um, <laughs> because later it's going to be important that the basement's involved and we got to remind them that that thing's down there um so anyway uh, Tate's watching Violet sleep like a normal human being um, in the middle of the night, <laughs> and then the house alarm goes off. Ben's like, "Gonna grab my baseball bat um, and go to the basement um, well, because when the specifically <laughs> Ben goes down without the bat and says, "I'm going to go check on Violet." Like he immediately goes like, "Check on Violet." That is what he says. Mm -hmm. uh, he then runs down to the main room in front of his front door um, and kind of stands there and goes. Huh? And then Vivian walks down and hands him a bat, and he goes, "Oh yeah, thanks. I'm gonna go in the basement." And um, I guess they just everyone forgot about their daughter. Yeah, <laughs> like they were just she's like, probably fine. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. He went from like believable dad instinct of like I must go make sure my child is safe to just like I, I think there's infantata in the basement. <laughs> I gotta yeah, see yeah. what's Don't going on down her. there. Yeah. Oh, my house alarm is going off as if someone broke in. Better go check the basement? Question mark. Um, <laughs> I know they're so here to steal Infantata. <laughs> you yeah. can't have them. You can't fool me. They're looking for my basement treasure. <laughs> That's uh, my my demon baby. But yeah. Well, luckily for him, the person that broke in um, did want Infantata. It's Addie, and she's in the basement um, playing ball with what we can presume is Infantata, um, but, like, it's off screen, so I guess Ben doesn't see it either. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, Addie, you got to get the fuck out of here, and then Addie leaves. Um, and then Ben, like, goes back upstairs with Vivian and is like, yeah, it was just Addie. She was... <laughs> She was in our basement, um, and he calls her a little freak, and Vivian's like, don't call her that. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. he, he like doesn't follow up at all. He's like, oh, okay. Um, and then he's like, you're shaking. Why are you shaking? I'm like, someone just broke into your house in the middle of the night? Yeah. yeah. You, were, you, were, you were both asleep, and then alarms started blaring. So, like... Her fight or flight response is at maximum. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, she's she's full of adrenaline, Ben. You're a psychiatrist, Ben. You have to at least be able to recognize a fear response. No. Well, you know, I think it's worth holding on to also the whole like um, when she's like, don't call me, don't call her a freak kind of thing, right? For later. You know, mm -hmm. which I will grant you, like, they kind of they kind of make like a, he's like, what's that about? He's like, ah, you know, pregnancy, I'm a little on it, you know, whatever, on edge or however. You know, so 
but yeah, anyway, let's hold on to that for later because there's a scene. Um, whatever. So, um, yeah. Uh, They're doing their psychiatric stuff. Yep. Ben is doing a session uh, in his house. Again, reminder, he practices out of his own home, which is a historical murder house. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so a lady is in there and she's talking about a reoccurring nightmare she has where she's in an elevator and the elevator gets stuck, and then she eventually like pries the doors open, crawls out the elevator a little bit, and when she's about halfway, she gets stuck, and then the elevator starts moving, and she gets cut in half. Um, there is no reason for them to have made this other than the <laughs> creators of the show were like, you know what would look cool? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, that's it. Because this dream has no relevant, no relevance. Well, I mean... <laughs> If you really allow them to jerk themselves off, it has like a little bit of relevance yeah. later. Allegedly, if you really yeah. let them Allegedly. jerk themselves off. Uh, yeah. If you are willing to accept a throwaway line <laughs> claiming something happened off screen, if you're allowing the if you let that slide as good enough, then sure. Yeah. <laughs> then sure. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's good enough. I don't think they did good enough. I don't think they paid it off. I think it's cheap and they just wanted to throw in a lady getting cut in half by an elevator which is like thanks no. i guess yeah no it for thanks. sure they thought it looked they thought it looked like cool i guess and also i didn't google it because i already had to google something for this episode and google was like we're gonna alert the authorities that you're in danger and i'm like no no i'm just looking up american horror story stuff um, yeah, we don't believe you. Yeah. I, no, that's how the long does it take to drown, Google? I'm already underwater, <laughs> and I'm just wondering, how long do I got to wait on this shit? Like, yeah. uh, but, like, I uh, so I didn't Google it to see, but I think this may be one of our first instances of um, they saw something on the news that they were like, damn, that's scary as shit. Because there was a pretty um, infamous thing that happened where that happened to a guy. Um in a mm-hmm. hotel and like it was like broadcasted on the news because there was footage of it um, where he got like trapped crawling out of an elevator and it collapsed as he was crawling out. Um, and also- I wonder if they didn't see that on the news and they're like, we got to put that in. Hey, our- you- we got to put it in. You know what? You know what else it's in? The first Resident Evil movie. <laughs> there's you know oh. there's also a uk movie called the lift i mean it's like you know yeah <laughs> but being no. being bisected by an elevator is um something that is scary you're, um you, you're probably right because they do like to draw from like news stories around headlines, the time yeah stuff. so I, I i do agree with your assessment i'm also just saying like you know what it's not even original if you even somehow afford them that but whatever anyway that's well, yeah. the good news is down. that is neither here nor there because yes. it has no relevance to anything. And um, Bianca, the, the the woman at the evaluation, immediately just starts going, hey, what's it like being in Murder House? And he goes, god damn it, really? And she goes, yeah, I'm just here to talk about Murder House. And he's like, I charge $225 an hour without insurance. I hope you realize you're paying that. <laughs> like, it's just like, it doesn't make any sense. She just starts talking about Murder House um, and, like, asking details about it and, like, all that stuff. And he's like, why are you here? And, like, explain that he got her insurance information from, like, the Actors Guild or something? Yeah, that he thought that she found him through, like, her insurance, essentially. That's what it boils down to. Um, 
And yeah. she's like, yeah, yeah, I did, whatever. Um, so it's like implied she's an actor. That's all, very not relevant. Um, yeah. Also, <laughs> what what should be relevant, though, is this means that there is a very hard and solid paper trail um, that shows she was here today uh, in case that's ever relevant later. If, for example, she was planning on committing a crime to everyone here and then leaving and getting away with it without being found out she would have completely blown it here <laughs> because she had to file insurance information and like i don't know if you can really like make fake insurance information <laughs> like i don't know if that would like fly i don't think you'd if, be able to get that I mean, like she through the screen actors I, I guess she, she could have just guess, up but lied. he says he like but i think he says he like checked her insurance i don't know well, either way to. Cause like you, yeah. you would like you wouldn't get paid. You know what I mean? Like not that like, you know like it's it's odd because it just sort of like you can't just be like oh I'm sure you're good for it anyway. Let's do a therapy session. Maybe I don't know. Let's maybe it's like a coupon. Like first one's free. So but after that you know. Also like, later on the police immediately are able to identify the person and say this was the person who was in your office yesterday. Yeah. Just spoilers, but like yeah, it doesn't make sense. Her being here for this doesn't make sense. If she wanted to case the place, apparently she could just fucking phase through the walls at any time. Like everyone else in this show <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well the good news is um we already knew that ben was a dog shit uh psychiatrist and we mm-hmm. get more evidence because even though she's like yeah i don't give a shit i'm just here to talk about the house he's like were you uh maybe sexually assaulted uh is that why you're afraid of getting cut in half by an elevator and she <laughs> literally says no i think i'm just afraid of being cut in half by an elevator uh, that is maybe Which the I closest love. thing to self awareness yeah. this show has, and it's pretty good for what it is. That's, yeah. I know. That's if you were like the guy from Quantum Leap and you warped into us like a therapist's life, you know, body, and you had to come up with something. Like, who would come up with that? Like, cut in half with an elevator. Well, clearly that's like molestation or it's something. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe what? you're feeling a loss of control over your lower half or something. Right? She, like, yeah, she's just like, she's like. No, I think I just don't want to be cut in half with an elevator, is all. (laughs) Which is fair. Truly just blessed. Like, absolutely just, yeah. Like, you know what? One time I dreamed my grandpa turned into, like, a pile (laughs) of, like, garlic. Like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just your synapses occasionally just lighten off. Like, (laughs) Yeah, but this show doesn't know the difference between interpreting dreams and psychiatry. So we got... We got that whole sequence. Um, Then, like, it kind of abruptly ends, and suddenly Ben is in the kitchen talking to Tate's mom on the phone um, and is like, I don't want to see Tate anymore. He's being weird to my daughter. And, like, a figure, like, appears behind him. Um, Surprise, it's Bianca, the lady who was just doing the therapy session. Um, She continues to be a fucking weirdo about the house, and he's like, you got to get out of here. And she's like, all right. Um, And then that's the end of that, and then he finishes the conversation with... Tate's mom on the phone um, and is like, he's stinky and I'm not going to treat him anymore. Um, and then we cut over to Constance in her kitchen. <laughs> the creation of the stupidest Chekhov's gun <laughs> I've ever seen. Hell yeah. Absolutely fucking outrageously bad plot device. <laughs> it's just like... Holy shit. What Constance don't you like about this? Some... What don't you like about this? Huh? There are so many things. First of all, why does she make two off the bat? Immediately <laughs> step one. Just why did you do this? So Constance is making funny prank cupcakes. Um, she's planning on 
getting a bunch of Ipecac in some cupcakes and feeding them to uh, Violet, I guess. It is unclear why. <laughs> it is unclear why that is the case. Syrup of Ipecac <laughs> is just a weird choice. Because like, the show is like, I mean, they're very interested in old-timey shit. But, like, I don't know. It's like... It's a, it's a dangerous kind of chemical, but not like it's not poison per se, right? Like I see Ipecac played for comedy more yeah. often of just in like, like Tom and Jerry, yeah, in yes, like Tom and yeah. Jerry. It's like one yeah, of those old like Tom and Jerry or like Family Guy famously has a scene where people throw up from Ipecac for like two and a half minutes straight. Yeah, yeah like it's a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, sure, it's but- not scary. People aren't like. Oh no, the thing that old timey doctors used to give to you to get poison out of your body until we realized that like That's throwing fan, up yeah. poison is usually worse for you like 99% of the time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's like it's like my mom wrote this like, "Oh, don't do it, I might kill you." You know what I mean? Like, come what what are we doing here, America? Like you're you're supposed to be really scary. Like not like That's this- right. I put fentanyl in the cupcakes. <laughs> <Ooh. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I put melatonin in this one for a sneaky little surprise for later. No, I'm getting hit with the prank cereal that makes you sleepy. And then they're going to drive me to the beach that makes me old or whatever. This sucks. Oh, my God. And this is just like a weird little. She also has Abby spit in it, which I, I like. I don't know who that's for. I guess herself, because you wouldn't yeah, be able to tell. Um that's just a ridiculous and, little prank at the end, yeah. Like, yeah, ah, just a, fu- a funny also. little yaw. And like Ty said, it's unclear why, because she doesn't outright say it's for Violet. That will come in a later scene. But mm-hmm. like, she's it adamant is. it's for like, Violet. It is outright for Violet, yeah, which um, is just baffling. Which I don't even I think, know that Constance has met Violet at this point. Um, I, I think <laughs> it's, it's supposed odd. to be, yeah. I think it's supposed to like, you fucked with my kids, so I'm going to fuck with yours. And yeah. then Vivian grabs her. But no, it, does, it doesn't, like, it, that doesn't read easily. You know what I mean? That's yeah. me, like, trying to bend it into, like, a, like a thing that makes sense. That's being otherwise... very gracious to the writers. Exactly, yeah. That's my uh. gift to you, Ryan Volchuk <laughs> and Brian Murphy, or whatever the hell your names uh. are. And I never get them right. And who cares? Because you're terrible. Then we hard cut to somewhere uh, somewhere else, nondescript, um, where Ben is trying to outrun his demons. Literally um, running like in a tunnel. They... I can't overstate Liz's like not being metaphorical here. Like they have him like running and intercut with him running and like <laughs> acting like he's running from something in a jogging outfit and being like, no, no, God, yeah, no. Just it's having like flashbacks real, of him like real. cheating on his wife and shit and being like, no, no. Like it would be just like a little straightforward even for like a melodrama. Like it's just. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real bad. And, <laughs> and while he's running from his past, luckily, uh, the uh, who does this guy have a Larry. name? His name's Larry. 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 The guy who uh, was burned on half of his body and killed his family um, walks up to Ben and just goes, running from your demons metaphorically and also <laughs> literally, huh? Like, <laughs> You know what I can't stand about Larry? Well, a lot of things. <laughs> But, like, Larry is now a new character. That is to say, like, he acts totally different than he was when we previously met him. Because last time, he's, yeah. like, serious, like, yeah, the house is haunted. Here, he's, like, all jokey and shit. 
You know, he's like he's like serious, but also like clearly a little bit like awkward and shy about stuff like a man who has perhaps been shunned by society would act. Uh, And then, yeah, in in this scene, he's just kind of like running from your demons, eh, kid? And it's just like, who's this fucking guy? (laughs) Jim Carrey and weirdo burn mask guy. Yeah. And then, yeah, like at some point, Larry's like, he's just like, I'm going for a run. And he's like, what are you running from? And he's like, I'm just literally running and he goes come on and he goes oh, i cheated on my wife larry i cheated on my fucking wife why are and then, you like confiding yeah, in larry and, and then larry's like that's fucking hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and ben goes well you i mean you killed your whole fucking family which like fair play ben he did <laughs> yeah. that's a good point and you shouldn't like, listen to anything this guy says about familial relations probably <laughs> but and then he's yeah because he's like but I was never unfaithful, and it's like, what are you like, dipshit Freddy Krueger? Like, what, where are we at? He literally like, says, "I was never unfaithful." Like, he's a, like, <laughs> just like, truly, uh, yeah, man, you fucking killed your family. I never cheated on my wife, though. I'm not a being. Like, I should be yeah. okay with that. Where's she alive? Like, given the option, you know what? Like, all right, fine. <laughs> My wife and I were actually in an open relationship before I murdered my family. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Women, am I right? Oh, I'm so... once again... So once again, Ben's like, you know what? I should take the advice of this Larry fella. He seems on the up and up. (laughs) Because legitimately, Larry tells him there's only one honorable thing left to do. Lie. Yeah. <laughs> and again, because now he's a big jokester. That's exactly what he, like, literally actually says, you know? Yeah, he says the honorable thing. Lie. Like, yeah. he literally says that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's doing, like, a funny, like, Mr. McSplicit thing of just, like, I'm a funny little dimension hopper who loves causing <laughs> problems. I love drama. <laughs> God. And that is the truth. And we cut immediately to um, Ben doing that. Uh, he. Lies to Vivian by saying he has to go to Boston to go see some patient he saw several years ago who tried to kill herself? (laughs) Yeah, he claims there was a patient he had been working with that, yeah, (laughs) tried that and wouldn't talk to anyone other than, I guess, a therapist she had seen a few years ago. And also a Skype and or Zoom call wouldn't be good. And don't say <laughs> Skype existed. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> so like we we had the technology um, and he explains this to Vivian and Vivian goes. You're a good man, Ben. <laughs> Which, <laughs> like, she, she just cheated on you. You're buying this. And like. And, and, and he's going like, back to like he doesn't even lie about the location. That's the worst part. He's like, I'm going back to where the woman I cheated on you with lives to help a patient. <laughs> like, then, like, the best is yeah, the best is too like because he's like, I'm going to see the patient. You know her, right? And then she does it because, like, why would she? So it's a crazy bad lie to begin with. And then it's like he made up the name on the spot because it's Ginny Blevins. Yeah. He's like, you know, Ginny Blevins? Like, really? Like, that's the name you came up with? Like, what is this, a Rick and Morty bit? No one's you know, named that. Like Ninja. Tyler yeah, Blevins, Ninja sister. The guy who's not yeah. famous yet. That guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Ginny. Ginny. Ba- <laughs> Damn it. Oh, so we kind of, we, we forgot one thing when, after they're, they're broken into, and he's like, why are you scared? Um, 
where she's like, I haven't been sick at all through this pregnancy, so I'm worried something is wrong with the baby or like the baby's died. Oh, right. Yeah, um, like she yeah. mentioned she was always sick in her previous pregnancies. Yeah. And so that that is relevant information for the next scene um, because we cut back to like the next day at home. Um, and Constance shows up and is like, here's some tummy hurt cupcakes. Um, yeah, and then like, here's, yeah, says ahead. the most bat shit sequence of words I've ever heard a human being I, say. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> um, uh, I, I just want, I want to read Liz's take first. Cause Liz's take is the more normal of the two. I'll <laughs> let you hit the verbatim. So I'm going <clears> to, <throat> here's Liz's initial interpretation. And I feel this is very good and accurate. You are a pregante. I can smell it. <laughs> I can smell you pregante. Um, and then what does she actually say, though? She says, um, you're with child. I have the nose of a truffle pig. I could smell that little angel as soon as I walked in the door. Um, which is way fucking weirder than what I wrote. Um, <laughs> I'm like a bear, Vivian. I can smell the menstruation. <laughs> I can tell. And she's like... And then, like, Vivian somehow takes this, like, she detected I was pregnant. She must know something about babies. So she's like, can I ask you a weird question about the baby, Constance? And then she just goes, like, two sugars and half and half. And it's like, oh, all right, I guess she knew. All right, yeah, stay for coffee. But, like, that was what Vivian wanted, so she got it right somehow. Um, and, and then, like, uh, what do you call it? Oh, yeah, and then Vivian goes to take one of the cupcakes. She's like, no, 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 it's for Violet. And then, like... <laughs> start doing the funniest of like see a lot of people just use a Chekhov's gun and they introduce it in act one and then it's relevant again in act three and that's like the payoff American Horror Story is one of the few media properties I've seen that's bold enough to introduce the Chekhov's gun in act one and then have the cast just passively juggle the Chekhov's gun for the rest (laughs) of the entire show until act three Yeah, like they just like that's just someone sitting there juggling revolvers. Like they just don't want you to forget there's a Chekhov's gun. They have no faith in you. <laughs> so like, well, yeah, Vivian goes to eat one, um, which now of course Constance is like, oh, she's pregante, and for some reason I don't want to, you know, I, I you know, I, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I am I'm, evil, but I'm not a monster. I guess right. is the idea here. Um, and she's like, yeah, yeah, well, those are those are for Violet only. And she goes, oh, that's fine. You made two for some reason. And Violet's yeah. like a regular size teen girl. She only needs like maybe a quarter of one of these. Yeah, these are huge um, cupcakes, by the way. In case yeah, we weren't like yeah. clear, they are massive. They are like head-sized cupcakes. Yeah, these are Costco mm-hmm. cupcakes. These are like, yeah, absolutely like 40-ounce-ass cupcakes. And, I don't, and yeah, I don't know, so Vivian like yeah. goes to cut one in half. She's like... We can just split it. Here you go. Half, half. And like, I for a split second was like, oh shit. Vivian had a single thought in her head and she's going to make Constance eat some first before, you it, know, going forward with anything. I was like, damn, that's smart. That's a good move. Don't worry. She wasn't doing that. <laughs> no, you know, she just wanted thought, to be a nice host. If you thought Vivian was getting getting like wise or whatever so their first conversation when Constance drops that like you know they had those tests nowadays you know so then like Vivian goes like you know Constance I've been meaning to ask you if you knew Addie had Down syndrome would you have done something about it which is like like one she fucking told you she would in the first conversation why would you bring this up again 
And then, like, very strangely, she follows up with, I remember the first time we talked, which is like, what, like, what are we doing here, Vivian? Like, why are we talking about it? Because then Constance goes like, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, she said she would. And then she's like, even after she was born, leave her out in the cold like they do in China. And then, like, Vivian, like, has no reaction, like, oh, shit, I made a mistake asking you for advice on anything, you wacky lady. Because, but then Constance's like, but you know what? Mother loves her kids. Like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? That totally contradicted what you just said. So, like, whatever. There's no good advice to be had here, I guess, you know? Um, yeah, and then, like, uh, yeah, Constance is like, yeah, <laughs> Constance is exactly talking about how she was blessed with beauty and maybe her husband and her were too hot because God gave them, like, three disabled kids, you know? Um, oh yeah, and Vivian's like, oh yeah, and then, like, she kind of, like, drops, like, my children, Vivian's like, oh, you had more than just Adelaide? She goes, hey, I got, like, four kids, yeah, you know, um, but, so there's that. Yeah, three uh, ones that they got smoted by God for being too hot for, and then one mm-hmm. that was perfect, but had different problems. Yeah. Um, she kind of, like, ominously drops, um, mm-hmm. and then Constance is like, oh, goodness me, I must go, make sure... V- uh, Moira, the the maid that just walked in, make sure that Violet gets the cupcake. Oh, by the way, Moira used to work for me. Um, I thought I would drop that information, too, since you're here. Um, well, she's, like, super condescending to Moira. Like, you'll pick up those crumbs, mm-hmm. honey. Thank you. Yes. You know, which is, like, honestly not out of character for Constance, but I guess it just sort of explains why Moira is, like, just, like, yeah, all right, got it. I'll do it or whatever. But you can tell, like, Moira doesn't like her either because she's, like... You know, yeah, your sense of I'm, humor is never gone, madam, or some nonsense, you know, but whatever. Yeah, she's, she's just like, yeah, your sense of humor has been a delight as always. Yeah, in a, it, as exactly. much of a polite, bless your heart kind of way possible. Like, yeah. just very much the, your sense of humor is great as always. Please leave. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's, it's not really like a spoiler revealing anything, because they say in the last episode, she literally, Constance literally says to Moira, like, don't make me kill I you again. You. Yeah, don't yeah. make me kill you yeah. exactly. So they have history. They yeah. clearly have history, so it's not even like being alluded to here. They've straight up told us in the last episode that obviously they have a pretty extensive history, and obviously <laughs> she knows exactly what Moira is and what's going on. But- but then Moira's also like, anyway, I'm just going to deliver your poison cupcake, see ya. You know, like, whatever. Like, doesn't, like, think anything of it or whatever, but, yeah. So yeah. Doesn't maybe, yeah, like, hold on to it and then afterwards go, Vivian, Constance almost <laughs> certainly poisoned this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it sucks, Vivian. I don't know if you noticed this, but... <laughs> Which, by the way, Vivian yeah. did not end up eating any of it. Um, yeah. th- there's just a weird scene where she cuts it in half and then there's, like, fucks with it in her hands for a while. Repeatedly gesticulates it towards her mouth, which now Constance being aware that she's pregnant is kind of like, again, weirdly, now that there is an implied threat of murdering the unborn, you know, or, you know, like, get, get, you know, doing that, now they play it for comedy, where Constance is like, ooh, whenever she, like, kind of gestures the cupcake towards her mouth, it's Yeah, like, if this was a dumb. cartoon and she had a collar, she'd be tugging on it and, like, sweating, like, right. it, would yes. be, it would have, like, goofy music playing over it, um, but don't worry about it, Ben is now um, in the car and going to... Boston, I guess. Um, and now it's the evening, and we're in Violet's room. Um, Vivian brings the cupcake to Violet, so I guess Moira didn't do her job. Um, <laughs> and then Violet is a huge dickhead to her mom about her mom being oh, pregnant. Yeah. Um, like, Violet like, has some redeeming se- like sequences in this season, I, but Violet, for by and large, is one of the most insufferable characters in I mean, this season. <laughs> she I'll gets be, better. 
Yeah. But I mean, I'll, here, I'll give her some uh, slack in that, you know, look, she's a teenage girl. Like, she's supposed to be kind of like, you know, that sort of like defiant kind of thing. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, no, she sucks here, you know, because she's, well, she's like, you know, mar- you know, having a baby isn't going to fix your problems with dad. And she's like, you know, Violet, fuck off. Like, you know, can't you, like, we're trying to, we're trying here. So whatever mean shit you want to say to me, you can say it. And she goes, I think you're weak, which is like, okay, wow. Um, that's <laughs> this, that cracked me up. That was like, I was like, it, yeah, I, I said shit like that as a teen. Yeah. <laughs> there was definitely moments where like my parents were like, fine, hit me with the worst thing you got. And I'm like, I think you're pathetic. And then yeah. just watching them be like. Well, well, that's yeah. Fuck, <laughs> that was that was way more than I expected. Actually, yeah. Damn, kid. <laughs> yeah, like that was very much an actual teen moment, and I did like that. Yeah, Vivian's response was just kind of like, "Wow, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> oof, what uh, a jerk you are, Violet Harmon." <laughs> like, yeah, fucking no, teen. Now you're like, not getting this way cupcake. Been better. Is if, like, Vivian looked at the camera and just was like, fucking teens, <laughs> they're all like this. <laughs> yeah, um, and so they, like, kind of have a little tiff, and then they go their separate ways, and Violet opens another bedroom door that isn't the one her mom just left from, and puts the cupcake on the ground outside. Um, what? Like, which- right? <laughs> they have a dog. Reminder, yeah. <laughs> they have I, a dog. They a have a dog claw. in their house. Yeah, because then, like... Yeah. It was funny because, like, I this dog has been, like, nowhere in the show. So, like, when we talked about it on Discord, I was like, no, Ty, they left the dog back home. And then both you're like, no, the dog was in the previous episode and this one. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Addie was insistent on trying to pet the dog. The dog is there. Which, you're right. Yeah, as somebody who, like, raised dogs and took care of dogs and, like, you know, had a lot of dogs over the years. Like, if you put food on the ground... In an area a dog has any possibility of getting to, you've made it the dog's food. <laughs> That's fact, what you've done. Some hey, more astute listeners may be thinking to themselves right now, oh yeah, the dog. Addie was so adamant about petting it and then said, you're going to regret that when the dog bit her. The dog bit this her. This may be foreshadowing to something bad happening to the dog because hey, of the cupcake. No. You might say too, well wait, but the dog wouldn't know about syrup of Ipecac or they didn't know that. But you know what? A, you don't want the dog eating shit and B, Famously, you don't feed dogs chocolate or cats. Yeah. You know, that's really bad for dogs. Yeah. Oh, also, we didn't mention this earlier because it truly was just a why did you feel the need to say this and make yourself wrong? Was um, as she's putting in the syrup of Epicac, she just goes odorless and tasteless, <laughs> which um, it's not. Um, yeah, right? It's very medicinal and bitter and bad tasting. Like, it's not a pleasant thing to consume. We don't give it to people because it's odorless and tasteless. We gave it to people because it makes them throw up a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that was what it was. It's not odorless and tasteless. Like, if she said, like, oh, they're real dark chocolate cupcakes and, like, that, I'm doing that to cover up the bitterness, then I'd be like, okay, that's clever. You did your research. But instead, she just goes, odorless and tasteless Ipecac, which it's like, okay, so you didn't even look at a thing. Right, <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> the perfect poison. <laughs> the poison that everyone can identify immediately. But <laughs> that's how they kill. Yeah. Oh, it tastes a lot like almonds. Great. <laughs> no, like I, love, I love almonds. These almond? Great. Yeah, yum. <laughs> uh, in case you guys forgot, uh, Ben was on the way to Boston, and he's there now, and he's with Hayden, um, his mistress, at her apartment. She is clearly not pregnant, um, visibly. Uh, as we've already stated, very confusing, because this totally throws off the timeline, but... 
uh, some of you may be thinking, oh, well, she faked it, clearly. Uh, no, they're at the abortion clinic the next day. Um, and, like, there's doctors yeah. involved. So it'd be pretty hard to fake that. Um, uh, they, she is very clearly a little fucking weirdo. Um, mm-hmm. Because... She's like, you can't use your phone while you're here. Um, I'm over <laughs> you, and I don't like you anymore, but uh, don't use no your phone phones. while I'm here. And then the doorbell rings, and she's like, yay, pizza! And that is not me making a joke. That is what she says. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ben yeah. like pulls out his phone to see that he has a bunch of like missed texts, and she's like, hey! And starts freaking the fuck out, and he has to like run over yeah. and start consoling her. <laughs> So earlier, too, when Tate was uh, kind of, you know, bringing up the, uh, the the um, the cheating stuff during their psychiatrist session or whatever, um, he mentions that like, oh, yeah, Violet said, too, you're into the real young ones, like barely older than her. I think like she meant like maturity wise. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like she is definitely older than Violet, um, but she By does a large, uh, ma- in- like a pretty big margin. <laughs> Yeah, but mm-hmm. does react in the middle of heavy abortion talk with pizza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like clearly like in her mid to late 20s, but they act like she's Violet's age, which is very odd. Um, anyway, that's not relevant right now. Uh, back at the murder house, um, it's the middle of the night and Vivian's chilling with the dog on the bed. And someone rings the doorbell and Vivian being the not the brightest bulb in the box goes to answer (laughs) it. Um, And she looks at the people and it's a girl. Uh, We will learn later. Her name is Fiona Um, doing the same. I've got blood on me bit from the beginning of the episode. Um, Mm -hmm. Fortunately, even though Vivian is not the brightest, she is at least smart enough to be like, you can't fool me. This is a scam. Um, which good for her because good the nurses in the 1960s were not smart enough to figure that out. Yeah. And like, yeah, cause he, she's just like, what, what's going on? And she's just like, oh, I got, I'm hurt and I need help. Isn't that enough? And she goes like, no, like what's going on? Oh, he's going to stab me. Who, you know what? I'm going to call 911. You stay there. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, it, but then it doesn't matter because she runs to go call 911 but the phone is missing, and then she goes to the front door to check through the peephole, and the woman is gone. <gasps> how? Um, Literally. How? Yeah. Because, yeah, because there's no rules anymore, and horror ceases to function at this point <laughs> in the show. And um, She just, calls Violet downstairs to be oh, like, Violet, Violet, come here. Call 911. Okay, bye. And Violet runs out, goes down the stairs, <laughs> and goes, all right, and then runs back upstairs. <laughs> yeah. So, now, some of you uh, listeners out there might be like, wait, 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 wait. This this show is just full of, like, supernatural, like, ghosts and goblins and a maid that's, like, old and young and sexy and then old and whatever. What's, like, how, like, what's so weird about these teleporting crooks? And it's, like, just to be clear, sorry for, this, like, a, a spoiler, I guess, but I think this is pretty clear. These are human people. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't, like, any sort of magic thing happening. These are just yeah. people who are, like, ninjas, more or less. Yeah, yeah, these aren't ghosts. These yeah. are just people who um, can instant transmission behind you at any point in time. It is a collection of three Shadow the Hedgehogs, nothing personneling repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Like, it it sucks. It just means, like, there's no anchor in space. There's no anything. Everywhere is just a random, you know, blob probability field where there could be a guy behind you at any time. It's just really cheap. Because, yeah, 
it, Violet goes to rummage uh, in her bag because her mom tells her, you know, run upstairs, go in your room, lock the door and call 911, which what do you want her to tell 911? My mom told me to call. What's <laughs> happening? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, Someone's yeah, ringing the doorbell a lot. Send a cop for something? I don't yeah. Um, and then Violet rummages through her bag and realizes my phone isn't here. Uh, and then someone in a mask uh, is behind her. I would say I don't think it is I don't think some I don't think a mass figure does walk up behind her. I think a mass figure simply is behind her because the show <laughs> couldn't figure out how to get the person there. <laughs> well, like, and this kind of doesn't work cuz like they're what they're trying to do is cuz she looks out the window again and the woman's there again and she has a black mask just like the person behind her, but it's like no you already did the reveal. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not scary now. Like I know they're wearing black masks. Like what what are we doing here? <laughs> You don't get to do two of the same reveal yeah. back to back. Yeah. Like, that's really what it is. Because, yeah, Violet then, you know, apparently gets hit in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we see the lady out front in a mask. And then um, not even, like, a full five seconds later, that same lady is, like, behind Vivian mm-hmm. and inside, despite the fact that the door has never been opened or unlocked. Right, but yeah, and then it cuts to pretty unceremoniously cuts to um, what is a one to one, literally a one to one recreation slash ripoff of the movie The Strangers, where the three masked people are standing in front of Vivian and Violet, who are tied up on the couch, being like, well, "Why are you doing this? Oh, because you were home." Like literally, the American Horror Story writers could not have ripped off that movie. The framing of the shot, the aspect ratio is one to one. That very famous scene from The Strangers. Um, I don't know why they chose to do this. They didn't do it well, but that's a reoccurring theme with this show. Um, We find out because they take off their masks. Not sure why they were wearing them to begin with because they take them off immediately. And also we'll find out that these people are like very, very into being historically accurate because they're trying to like recreate the nurse murders um he didn't wear a mask hey. so it seems like weird that you guys chose to wear masks for this but then like it also yeah go ahead oh i was just gonna say yeah as soon as like the i'm all wet with blood can i come in didn't work out they should have just been like all right damn i guess they got us let's go to yeah. the next house yeah. we yeah i got like I think it would have been more interesting if that was like the way this played out of they were into it until they couldn't follow it anymore and then they were just like fuck it and left. Like yeah. that would almost be more interesting than oh, uh well, I guess now we're just doing regular murder. <laughs> I and, guess now we're just killing we're just killing some blokes. <laughs> and then like when they're like uh, uh, like yeah, cuz then they're like yeah, they're tied up, right? And then they're like all right, we have to take off our masks cuz our Franklin didn't wear a mask. It's like, well, why did? Then why were you wearing masks? Like, wait, and then to imitate the strangers, right? That's well, it. And then, yeah. And by the way, just as a little side, because I didn't uh, recognize this until right, like I thought of it now. But you know how American Horror Story sometimes is the shitty thing of taking like real life murders and portraying them and things like that. This is pretty close because there's a guy named Richard Speck who murdered nurses like this, and. Mm-hmm. It's the the wiki says it's a nod to him, but one of Speck's alias. Aliases was Richard Franklin, right? But very so, yeah. But all right, it's inspired. I guess I can say. Maybe whatever. you don't need to nod to actual murderers. <laughs> yeah, I right. Think is the like, thing. Like, I, you know, I hate to hate to quote a drill tweet, but 
you really don't have to give it up. (laughs) (laughs) You don't got to give it up on this one. I don't think like it's cool. We don't have to like humanize murder. No. I think it's fine that we don't do that. It's fine. (laughs) And you know what? Okay. And this is the part too. That's like, like also ridiculous is like, I don't know, like, they must, this guy, if he was famous enough, because they're like, he he came before Manson, he changed the culture, and it's like, but we don't know his first name, we're gonna call him R. Franklin, like, it's like a Tommy Wiseau joint or something, like, no one's named that, like, why would, you, it's so awkward, but whatever. Yeah, also um, it's, like, really weird, and, like, as if this show is consistent in any way, an inconsistency that bothers me is, like, they even go as far as to like buy the candy dish that he bludgeoned one of the nurses with and to like use during their murders. So they have like very clearly and they're like staging everything. They're recreating the blood on the face scene, all of that. All of this is stuff that like nobody would know because the only two people who were there died. Yeah. <laughs> um so either he gave like explicit testimony to what he did or they wouldn't know that it's they that's just nebulous information that they shouldn't know um and like yeah sorry go ahead no and, and like what's it's like weird too because it's like that's not a thing you would talk about like in front of your victims right now when like time is of the essence you don't know who's coming home presumably you know what i mean like you don't know that the husband's left on this trip to boston so it's just like, hey, guys, let's lackadaisically check it out. Look what I found on eBay. Oh, an ashtray. I guess I should have told you about this before we left on this. You know what I mean? Like, it's very contrived because it's meant for us, the viewers. But, like, you know, it, I don't know, it's just stupid. I hate it. I yeah. hate this whole so, thing. Kind of speak- I agree. I think the I, I think the murder reenactor should have just done a speed run. I yeah. think they should have, yeah. like, fully just committed, done a little practice beforehand, got in, got out, done in nine and a half minutes, you know, save everyone some time, maybe not get caught, maybe not get infantated or whatever, right. <laughs> you know? Because um, to, to that point, um, to kind of speed run what happens, because it does go on for quite a while, um, they are actively trying to get Vivian and Violet to like put on the outfits of the ma- or of the not of the maids of the nurses so that they can recreate each specific murder and of course mm-hmm. like Vivian and Violet aren't going along with it um Viv- or Violet actually manages to escape and Tate magically transmissions into the house and is like you got to get them to the basement and she's like cool got it um meanwhile um Vivian is being menaced by the male of the three group of the group of three named Dallas um and well uh he's menacing her behind him is Addie who has somehow yet again broken into their home um and like Vivian's like passively like <laughs> wow I know someone is gonna go get help someone is gonna see what's going on and go get help this is almost clever <laughs> almost it's, it's too it's too much though you know she might as well have been like I'm sure someone will add all the pieces together about calling the cops from your from Constance just go yeah. next door Addy you know yeah <laughs> and, and also this scene it did two things that made me mad at the same time first of all it made me have the realization of and again I haven't seen this before so this I'm not sure on any of this this could be totally off base yeah, you're right but what I feel like they're leading into is that Tate is also a funky ghost of some form. Tate is probably Constance's quote unquote perfect child and is also a ghost. And that's why he can instant transmission in and out of the house willy nilly whenever he feels like it. What bothers me about this realization is I thought, okay, that explains Tate. 
Now about these other three. <laughs> They're just guys. <laughs> so what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, again, this is almost a like a clever scene because Addie does actually try to go get help in the next scene. Um, but like it, it has no payoff, so it ends up not being clever at all. Um, anyway, upstairs, Violet is being menaced by the two other ladies um, who are trying to make her change into an outfit so that they can drown her in the upstairs bathtub. <laughs> um, and That's Violet's a weird like, sentence, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Violet is like, oh no, um, this is actually, we remodeled the bathroom, the, uh, the real bathtubs in the basement, which is a little bit clever. Like this is where Violet gets like a little bit better as a character, in my opinion, this like next mm-hmm. sequence of events. Um, and like she convinces one of the two, Fiona, um, to actually go to the basement with and- her. But before that too, the other one walks in with the cupcake, right? Like while they're still in the bathroom talking yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, Bianca, and, like, the yeah. the weird fucking girl who's afraid of being cut in half, comes in and is eat it, just going to town on the tummy hurt cupcake that she found on the floor. <laughs> like, like, yeah, because she's like, really? It's like, what? I'm hungry. Like, you ate a cupcake off the floor of the plate. Bianca is the most fun character this show has ever had. She just does things. I love her. She's so fun. She's All a right, doer, you know. Like that's she sees fair. a floor cupcake, she's like. I'm in there. Yeah. I mean, me <laughs> Oh, yeah. Too. By the way, dog check. Um, earlier when Vivian was in bed before they knocked on the yep. door and got all this started, the dog was with her. So another confirmed dog sighting, meaning <laughs> that dog would absolutely have butt gone disease <laughs> by this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, then there's this. OK, so this is where Google thought I was trying to off myself because Fiona like starts giving this really weird speech to Violet about how it takes three minutes to drown somebody. Um, it was so hard for me to fact check this because every iteration of how long does it take to drown, Google was like, don't kill yourself. And I'm like, I'm not. I need to know how long it takes to drown. <laughs> and then it's like, no, I'm rewatching American Horror Story season one. And Google's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. The, the answer is roughly how long can someone hold their breath when they are being like, physically aggressed like when they're being (laughs) shaken and hit and stuff which as you've noted here notably less than three minutes yeah like if you punch me in the stomach i could hold my breath for like maybe (laughs) 10 seconds before i needed to breathe again (laughs) like it would be pretty bad yeah Yeah. um Mm. i I figure maybe it was just as hard for the asa ahs writers to find the information as it was for me so so they were just like three minutes sounds right uh we'll just go with that um either way they end up going down to the basement. Um, don't worry about that right now, though. We get jump scared by some abs. Um, the cut to this scene startled me so bad, I had to pause the show. Because um, it literally goes from them going to the basement to someone's abs being licked. Um, who's licking <laughs> the abs, you may be wondering. It's Constance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Constance is a getting ready to bang a 20-year-old Abercrombie model named Travis. Um and Addie shows up like, hey, there's a bad man next door. And Constance says something kind of funny. She's like, yeah, I don't like him either, but he owns the house. What are we going to do? And I'm like, yeah. that's kind of a funny joke. Good job, American Horror Story. They, it's no, it so is. weird that they decided <laughs> Constance and Larry get to do comic relief now. Because like, that's absolutely what it is. Because they both do it. <laughs> yeah. No, you're it's like absolutely the, right. It's the same flavor of comedy, too, which is what makes it funny. Um. 
Anyway, it's just truly, yeah, like an older person just being like, I don't got time for this shit. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Addie's like, no, like, uh, stop trying to bang Travis. There's a bad man next door. And Constance is like, somebody needs to go to the bad girl closet, which is at this point where I was like, haha, the bad girl closet. Is there going to be a mirror and a statue of Jesus in there like in the movie Carrie because that's what happens to Carrie in the movie Carrie Um, and then I was immediately blown the fuck out because it is in fact a closet full of mirrors um, (laughs) for Addie to stare at herself and be sad like in the movie Carrie Um, all I could think about was that Fensler film G.I. Joe where he like shoves him a kid in a fridge and he's like, oh, get in the fridge. Oh, no, no, no. Like that's all I could think was like, oh, Eddie, we're getting in the fridge. You're going to get in the fridge, Eddie. Oh, no, 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 no. oh, my God. God, I wish that's what it was. Um, and, and in case any of you are wondering if this has a payoff, it does not, um, which is why that scene earlier could have been clever, but then goes nowhere um and so she puts addy in a room with mirrors and turns the light on and then closes the door and addy just starts screaming because she's been locked into a closet which is not a cool thing to have happen (laughs) yeah fair um uh don't worry about it we're back at the murder house and bianca who ate the tummy hurt cupcake is yarts and all over the kitchen oh Um, yarts the final fantasy five character (laughs) yeah Yeah. my favorite (laughs) that's right that's what Um, i mean (laughs) and she kind of like wanders back into the bathroom and is like guys where are you and then tate instant transmissions behind her and hits her in the stomach with an axe and And she has an axe i guess yeah yeah. unclear where he procured an axe it's pretty uh, it's pretty awesome he's got one um and he axes her in half. You may recall, uh, those studious listeners of ours, um, that she was afraid of being cut in half. Well, oh, no. Okay. Oh. He doesn't cut her in half, <laughs> No. Though. He absolutely doesn't. He, like, strikes her in the tummy twice because she then, like, is walking out and bleeding on the floor. She is extremely the most not in half someone could be, which is... About as much not in half most people are, I find. But the scene, no, 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 what happens is the Ipecac gets her from the inside and the axe gets her from the outside. So the bisection uh, is complete. Yeah. Just like the two sides of the elevator. So, no, what you're telling me is like basically like Tate scored her along the middle. And then later on when she was walking down the road, it was like a Hakuto no Ken situation just instead of like chi blowing her head up it was like diarrhea blowing her midsection up like it was like she yes. was already dead okay yeah. sick it is truly brutal that Bianca has to die from double tummy hurdy disease which is just truly like the worst way to go Ipecac in an ass yeah. brutal absolutely maybe brutal. the worst case of I'm dying disease in history in fact yeah. did lead to death yeah um and Dallas, the the guy of the group, is downstairs still menacing Vivian. Um, but in an ironic twist, she ends up bludgeoning him with the candy dish ashtray um, that they brought to hit her with. Um, and she doesn't like. I'm sorry, this is always a pet peeve of mine in horror, but here especially, um, finish the job. Vivian does not finish the job and make sure he's dead. Because I'm sorry, if you're here to murder me, I'm bashing your skull in until I'm oh, sure yeah. you're not getting up again. Um, She doesn't. She just makes him go to sleep and then fucks off. Or Uh, you take his knife from him and you give it back to him in his throat. (laughs) And then you walk out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You finish the job. If three people show up to murder you, they're fair game in my opinion. Um, Yeah. (laughs) 
Especially like, if there's three of them, because then what if you get in a real bad situation with one of them later and the one you left behind gets up and then is like, you protected me in my time of need. Now I will help you. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. He's going to kill you. you like, yeah, he's going to kill you. He's going to go back to what he was doing, which was killing you. You can't yeah. go to big boss rank in real life when like you only get the one chance at it. You know, like, you, like fucking kill him. Like, that's it. Yeah. I'm out of tranks. I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, in the basement, Violet has tricked Fiona into going down there. There is a bathtub down there. Um, I guess that was a good guess by Violet because this was not previously discussed by Tate and Violet. Um, and they find Gladys. In case we didn't mention it, Gladys is the one who was drowned. The, the the ghosts are actually important. Gladys and Maria are the two nurse ghosts. And Gladys is the one who was drowned. Maria was the one who was stabbed. That is relevant later. Um, Tate. And Gladys are hanging out by the bathtub, and Fiona's like, damn, you were right. There's a lady in the bathtub. Um, and then Tate does what Tate does and summons um, demons, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I that summons demons? Like, uh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Bad shit happens to the people in the house. It's unclear what Tate does. He just kind of <laughs> is like... Hey, and then a ghost shows up. Like, yeah. <laughs> clearly Tate needs to be there, but it's unclear what Tate does. Yeah, this is yeah. Pretty, um, yeah. And I guess simultaneously, Vivian and Violet made it outside, and they're like running down the street, calling for help. And Constance is like, "Huh, weird." Huh, who could say what that's about? It, Wild. It's literally like Violet runs out of the basement at the exact same time as Vivian is running down the stairs and they run into each other almost like a sitcom of just yeah. like, oh, you won't believe what I just had to do. <laughs> hey, you, you, you won't believe who scratched my anchor. <laughs> like, let's, let's, let's book it. <laughs> they just run out the front door. <laughs> and then... For some fucking reason, Dallas, the guy, wakes up and wanders down into the basement. And it's like, guys, we got to do the murder. Where are you? And then he gets also murdered by the nurse. Yeah, why does he go in the basement? There's like no reason for him to go in the. Like, they also earlier in the bathroom when. uh, when Bianca just like walks in and is like eating the the poo poo cupcake and she's just like, hey, yo, what's good, Fiona? And Fiona's like, not in the staging area. Oh, my God. We've planned this out. We know exactly what rooms we need to be in in the basement or none of them. Uh. So later on, when the guy's like. Maybe they went in the basement. Like, it makes no sense. That's the one place he'd never be. Yeah, but he goes down there, and the nurses are down there, and they're like, you're about to have a, a nasty boy time, and I guess he does. I don't know. We don't see what happens. Um, Remember Ben's abortion? Uh, that's going on um, simultaneously. Uh, it cuts to Hayden and Ben at the abortion clinic, I guess. Um, he looks at his phone after she goes back to have the procedure and sees that he has 13 missed phone calls. Oops. Um, That's the end of that segment, because he's home yeah, now. Like, I... I- Cause yeah, he like shows that he put his phone in her bag after the first time she said like, "Hey, no calls." Yeah. But like, this is like the next day, so the implication is he put his phone in her bag and then just like didn't touch it for a day and a half, which is unhinged. Like, I get we need to spend some time together, but if my phone goes off ten times in rapid succession and I hear it, I'm gonna go, "Hun, I need my phone out of your bag." Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like something really bad's going down. I need my phone real quick. <laughs> Man, sure hope nobody's getting murdered at my house because I can't touch my phone for the next 24 hours or else my baby mama's gonna be upset for some reason. 
Also, uh, like, you know, and I get that, like, um, what's her name again? Sorry, Hayden, Hayden is, like, kind of wacky or whatever. But, like, you know, like, if you're trying to sell this whole, like, I swear to God, I'm not seeing my girlfriend in Boston or something. You know what I mean? Like, you, the whole, I can't have my phone on me. That's a that's a tough sell to Vivian. You know, yeah. like, that doesn't ben, work. Like, yeah. Ben becomes the dumbest human being um, at convenience. Well, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I do like that Hayden... <laughs> Hayden, it seems like in the few scenes we've seen is implied to be like Fanto in Super Mario Bros. 2, where as soon as you touch a key, he just goes feral. She's just like that. Like, is like if you're near a phone, she's fine. But as soon as you touch it, she's just like, <gasps> <laughs> it goes into attack right, mode. That That's awesome. Yeah. And I have great news. She will be a reoccurring character. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's more Hayden, uh, baby. Finally. We have more Hayden to look forward to. Um, oh, the confusing child Hayden. But not now, because I guess he leaves her at the abortion clinic. Abortion it's not clinic, clear. Right. He just goes um, home. No. So specifically, like, the doctor's like, okay, we need to take you in the back to do a consultation. And um, even though you're requesting this guy come with you and you're conscious and stuff, so we would be willing to accept that request almost certainly. Uh, we no. can't, I guess. <laughs> he can't come in the back because he's not related to you, which is like something when someone is dying and unconscious and not able to make a decision about their visitor. Like, you know, like, it's not it's the wrong situation. But she's just like, <laughs> okay, well... It's no big deal, honey. I'm just going to go in the back and you'll be here for me when I'm back, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll be right here. Don't worry about <laughs> and, it. And then she walks out and then he grabs his phone and is like, time to make like a banana and split. <laughs> and just runs out the front door. It makes no sense. He's in Boston. He's a day away. No matter what is happening. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's no world. It's like, I got to go right now. Like, just I can't overstate how little of a delay it is. Like, she walks away and he's like, time to get in that purse. And grabs his phone and is like, uh-oh, time to go. Like, it is maybe 17 seconds total from her getting taken out of the room to him leaving the room. And, like, what, what world is she, like, okay with that? Where she's going to be like, yeah, I understand. I'm not going to call your house or bother you from now on. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like... Come on, man. Like, somewhere in your, like, 16-hour mad rush drive home, you'll probably be thinking, like, oh, wait, no, I should go back. You know, like, I, it I have to assume he flew because the point of time that he left the house was, like, late morning, and he arrived in Boston that evening. Oh, So I okay. have to assume he You're flew, right. but yeah, it's, never it's, like, it's never clarified that that's what happened. That's fair. Okay, yeah. That makes more sense, yeah. All um, right. All it right. Is, you it win is this little... round, American Horror Story writers. <laughs> it, it's, not it's not clear, but also, again, we just, like, immediately cut back to the house, no. like, during the day, so he got there pretty quick. But you know what, too? You also can't just get a flight instantly. You oh, know, yeah. like, it's all... Okay, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, 100%. But I feel like they just didn't want to bother explaining how he got home and there yeah, so fair. fast. So they're like, oh, he's Look, home now. Gamers, they don't even explain how people go from outside the front door <laughs> to inside the front door. We can't expect them to be keeping track of geography. <laughs> like yeah. that's, They already thought Roanoke was, like, in Florida or something. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Either way, um, in the, well, he is on the way home, I guess. Um, it cuts to back to the basement. Um, and mm -hmm. Tate, Con Constance, and Moira are all in the basement, kind of like, oh boy, look at the pickle we've got ourselves into this time as they're looking at the dead bodies of the murderers. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then they kind of like they talk about how they're going to dispose of the bodies. They're, the implication is obviously they've done this before right. um, as a group. Like this is like a group activity they are familiar with. Um, Which to me immediately was like, okay, confirmed. Tate is the perfect child, et cetera, et cetera. Like for sure at this point. And if it's not, I feel like that's willful deception on the part of the writer. (laughs) I think it is supposed to be a reveal, but it does straight up say in episode one that they have the last name. Like it straight up says it. So it's a very, very poorly disguised plot if, twist that isn't even really well, a plot no, twist. No, I'm going to throw a wrench into this plot twist because Dan, uh, Dan Har- I did it now. Frickin'. Ben Harmon is on the phone with Tate's mother at some point. Remember? Earlier in the episode because he's like, I can't treat your son anymore. So he's called her. He's talked to her. If it was Constance, you'd think he'd know. That's Wait. because Ben is stupid. Mm-hmm. I fuck you're right um if Tate's not a ghost if Tate's just a teen then none of this adds up (laughs) is the thing like Tate is too clearly entwined with the supernatural at this point he can't just be a guy I don't accept (laughs) what I'm saying is I don't accept that and I have a feeling I'm more willing to bet that they fucked up and forgot entirely that Ben talks to Tate's mom. Even <laughs> like, like when he talks to the It's a viable theory, right? Like, it's like you can't really go like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, would... they forgot that he talked to the police, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, either way, uh, now the Harmons are talking to the police and giving a statement, I guess. Um, and the police are like, hey, did you know that the lady who you let in your house as a patient wasn't a real patient? She wanted well, no, to no, murder no. you? The way yeah. they do it is it's so, so funny it's because so the way they do it is supposed to be because what they say is he, the, he's like going, he's like, oh, I was, I, you know, I was gone because I was seeing a patient in Boston. And he goes, the cop's just like, oh, were you seeing a real patient? Which yeah. is, you know, supposed to be like, they know, they know that Ben was lying about his trip to go see his mistress or whatever. And Ben's like, oh, no, except that doesn't work because why would the police fucking care? <laughs> well, that's like, yeah, exactly. No, but like, it's almost like a Simpsons bit where it's like, it's supposed to be one of those, it could be read two ways and is guilty, but instead it's like, yeah, so is this the patient that you're actually cheating on your wife with? At Yahtzee, the games that you play sometimes with your patient and wife. Oh, whew, you didn't mean... You know what I mean? Like, it's bullshit. They wouldn't say that. I know what you're going for, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And um, he's like, yeah, or, oh, were you seeing a fake patient? Like this fake patient, the one you saw yesterday, was not a real patient. This lady was someone else. And he's just like, whoo, I thought you were talking about something else, not the people who tried to kill my wife and daughter. I thought thought this was something serious for a second. (laughs) Uh, Yep, that is uh, what they do. And. They're like, oh, by the way, we I, we found the third one, uh, like, cut in half, like, four blocks away. Yeah. I guess her friends, okay, they're like, I this guess their friends didn't like that she did a bad job, so they black dollied her. I'm like, has that ever happened that, like, a group of murderers were like, you did too bad of a job. We're going to kill you <laughs> now. performance review is that you will be murdered. I, like, I, and I'm, like, really confused, because, like, I don't. I'm not into like serial killers or anything like that's not a thing I really want to delve myself into generally. That's not Mm -hmm. my 
forte. Sure. But they were like, yeah, they black dollied her. I'm like, did someone get cut in half with a woodsman's axe? Like, is that, I don't think, I thought it was like a mystery. No. <laughs> the whole the, thing was that it was a mystery. The, the black dahlia body was cut in half. Like, all of the other details are unknown, but like, her body was found cut in half. Okay. That is the whole black dahlia thing. But so, that's, that's, that's still, why they're saying it. Okay, no, word. No, but wait, that's still wacky, because it's like, yeah, her friend's Black Dahlia. Because, like, the way you're phrasing that makes it sound like the integral part is how, like, the Black Dahlia was, like, betrayed by her band of, like, thieves or murderers. I know, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's not like that part, you know? Ah, they yes, did a real Chuck E. Cheese here. They took her to a pizza parlor and let her have a good time before murdering her. <laughs> <laughs> they took the old pizza slice up into a midsection instead. <laughs> Oh my and, god. Um, this is where like I'm not willing or to give him credit cuz they showed her just getting like tummy hurt disease internal and external and they're like, "Oh no, she was totally cut in half." Oh yeah, for sure. You you would have hated to see it. We can't show you. Um yeah. But- <laughs> Bisected entirely within your kitchen? Yes. May I see it? No. <laughs> they must have oh they must have killed her for her infidelity, right, Ben? What? Don't you think that's what happened? I'm just asking your theory because you're a psychiatrist. <laughs> no. Who? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, she had dreams about yeah. being cut in half. Uh, uh, who could say whether that was relevant or not? Um, yeah, it was almost like she had. So her tummy full in Boston market because she had just bought a bunch of turkeys. <laughs> so crazy. Looks like they committed an abortion. Like much. what? You know their plan. They quit halfway through an abortion. You know, Ben, women's bodies are like old houses. Sometimes they get cut in half. I guess they were hating her running away, right? But what? They were hating that she ran away. What, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And, like, again, it's not played for that level of comedy, but that's absolutely what they're doing. And it's just so out of play. Like, again, I. I feel like they're trying at this point. They were like, maybe if we interject a little bit of comedy here and there, people will like the characters a bit more. Because that's a good, you know, that's a good strategy. That works. That works if you write funny, likable characters. Except like, it's people making jokes at the most nonsensical times. (laughs) (laughs) And like, with not enough of a commitment to the fact that it's a joke for you to confidently be like, oh yes, that was supposed to be funny. It's just like, oh, was that funny because it wasn't trying to be funny? Or were they, should we give them credit because they did something funny? It's never, ever. Yes, Ben, I killed my wife. I wasn't dishonorable, though. I didn't, I didn't cheat on her, Ben. (laughs) Jesus, I'm a killer, not a monster. Like, (laughs) anyway, I'm I'm thinking of going into acting, which is something he, like, says also in the middle of it, but whatever. (laughs) Oh, I'm, I'm here to fuck a model. I'm having a great time. My name's Scott. Oh, murders. Not right now, honey. Yes, I also hate the man next door, but mama's busy. Oh my god, there is a whole interaction with Constance and Travis too where he's like, "Do you think I'm ever going to amount to anything?" and he, she's like, "Shut up, you're hot." Um yeah. and like that's their whole interaction. I'm not supposed like, to really be a milf. It's just the, the ILF's important, pal. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not here to give you advice, kiddo. 
Hey. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, Violet wanders into the room when the police are there, and Ben's like, hey, so I heard Tate saved you? Why the fuck was Tate in our house? And she's like, I don't fucking know. Um, kind of <laughs> glad he was, though, because we would be dead if he wasn't. Yeah, and Ben's <laughs> like, glad, I, guess I mean, you weren't here, Dad. So <laughs> yeah. like, it's Ben's touche, like, touche, I mean. <laughs> you got me there. I was in yeah. Boston with my baby mama. You're not wrong. And then Violet <laughs> kind of says in passing, again, this is like a little bit of character, like, progression. She, like, as she's walking out of the room after taking the shot at her dad, she goes, Mom, you were really brave. Um, yeah. Which is, like, the closest thing to a genuine interaction that characters have had in this show so far. Um, right. And shows, like, a little bit of character growth between both Vivian and Violet. It's, like, um, on a on a better show, I'd criticize, like, it's really fast. You know what I mean? That, yeah. like, character arc kind of thing for, like, a 13-episode series. But it's, like, baby steps. It's, like, you're getting there, American Horror Story. Okay. Yeah. You know, it was, a, we can, it was right. a kind of nice bookend for them to start the episode off yeah. with her being, like, you're weak, Mom. And then at the end, be like, you know what, Mom? You were brave. You are. You're not weak. Like <laughs> even, even though I didn't see that, and I killed the people. I was going to say whatever. the <laughs> thing here is that also doesn't work because here's what Violet saw. We got kidnapped, and then they took us to two different rooms, and then you were running down the stairs when I was running up the stairs, and we went and met and went. Ho ho! Not gonna believe the day I had. <laughs> and then we left. There's, <laughs> there's like one part where they're like, you know, Violet, you're gonna. Well, they don't know her name, but you know, you're gonna put on the nurse's outfit, and Vivian's like, no, I'll do it to like try to spare her, and they don't go for it. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. But even that is like. You and know. I guess uh, I guess Violet just kind of assumes that since Vivian had also freed herself, that Vivian had also handled yeah. her own business. No, it's um, still bullshit. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. This is really to fight off that one pedant in the comments or whoever. And not that there is one. I'm just making that up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be yeah. like, wait a second here, you know, but. Certainly. But yeah. Um, yeah. And then Ben's like, sorry that I wasn't here, Vivian. And Vivian's like, whatever. And he's like, I'm home now. And she goes, no, actually, we're fucking leaving this house. Fuck this house. <laughs> um, you know? And then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Which and is it fair. should be the end of the season, but somehow it won't be, no. which is well, upsetting to me personally. Because that's like a thing again. Like sometimes, like AHS, it's too clever for its own good. Because again, that's like it's inverting a horror trope, you know. Because now it's going to be like, oh, she wants to leave. But the problem is, of course, now they're going to have to. They've like kind of written themselves into a little bit of a corner because Vivian wants to leave the haunted house that you've set your whole season in, and it's going to be an issue. But whatever, we're not. You and know. again, a case of even if they claim they had no money or whatever. Um, here's what you do. You call literally any relative or friend you've ever had, even a little bit (laughs) and go, Hey, some people just tried to murder me and my kid in our house. And we don't really feel comfortable being there for a bit. Could we stay at your place for a few weeks while we look into figuring something out? And you know what? Someone would say yes. (laughs) Like whether it be like, a brother or a sister or an aunt or an uncle or a, a parent or another a, a friend from college like someone like this is such a horrible circumstance <laughs> but you know what too if only they knew like a psychiatrist or a psychologist who would tell them you know what honestly even if everything went okay your you know your daughter is probably going to be traumatized by staying in the house that somebody broke into like this so you should leave if only there were a psychiatrist who would think of that and not want to stay in the house. Well, until Violet has a dream about the house <laughs> killing her, he won't be able to know. <laughs> how could he? How could yeah. he? How indeed? <laughs> well, 
I guess maybe we'll find out next time because we're already at an hour and a half. This show, baby. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried about the season, but we got plenty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um next time we'll we'll find out what happens after home invasion. Um I somehow they're gonna stay. These are the <laughs> mysteries. See you next time in episode three Murder House, where presumably they do not leave the murder house. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh. Hell yeah. Yes. <sighs> All right. Later. Later.